Take a deep breath, take the higher road That's what they always say, as if they know the way They won't take it from me But don't ever doubt yourself, it's life ain't just a dream You make your own, so kick and scream The people will like with a never-ending force You never had the chance, so what you waiting for? The day has come, my friend, cause this is war In a world dominated by modern medicine, the realm of alternative practice offers a refreshing perspective on health and well-being. By treating the root cause of health issues rather than merely addressing the symptoms, individuals are able to achieve remarkable results by embracing holistic approaches that focus on the mind, body, and spirit. Alternative medicine encompasses a vast array of healing modalities, ranging from herbal remedies and acupuncture to energy healing and mind-body techniques. Many practitioners find success in combining different modalities to create personalized treatment plans that address each patient's unique needs. One of the key benefits of alternative medicine is its focus on prevention and proactive self-care. Rather than waiting for illness to strike, patients are encouraged to adopt healthy lifestyle practices that strengthen their immune systems and promote overall well-being. From mindful eating to regular exercise and stress reduction techniques, individuals are empowered to take charge of their health and make informed choices. While alternative medicine is often met with skepticism in mainstream society, those who have experienced the remarkable results for themselves are firm believers in the power of integration. They advocate for an approach that combines the best of both worlds, leveraging the advancements of modern medicine while embracing the wisdom of ancient healing traditions. By bridging this gap between conventional and alternative medicine, individuals can access a comprehensive range of options to support their health journeys. In a world where reliance on pharmaceuticals and quick fixes is prevalent and more often than not harmful, those dedicated to alternative medicine serve as a beacon of hope. Their passion for empowering individuals to take control of their health naturally has transformed countless lives, offering a holistic approach that honors the body's innate healing capacity. You're listening to Nurses Out Loud on America Out Loud Talk Radio. I'm your host, Nurse Kimberly Overton. Before we get started today, I do want to encourage our listeners, if you have questions or comments, or perhaps you want to share your own experiences with what you're seeing on the front lines of healthcare, you can now submit those to any of the hosts by emailing us directly at nurses at americaoutloud.com. We would love to hear from you. We encourage all of you to engage in the battle and find your voice in this fight. But until you're able to do that, we will continue to be that voice for you. Joining me today is Dr. Corey Stern. She has been helping people restore and optimize their health naturally since 2001. Her passion for alternative medicine grew out of a sick childhood, characterized by very poor diet, incessant chronic infections, and never-ending cycles of antibiotics. At the young age of 15, she decided to take her health into her own hands and began self-studying topics like the gut-brain connection, toxins, and how diet impacts a person's overall well-being. Later in life, upon realizing her childhood dreams of helping those who all over the world with overcoming health challenges and advocating for their health care, 
Dr. Corey Stern oversees a busy private practice where she also educates other chiropractors on how to achieve optimal results with their clients. She is the creator of the Dr. Corey Stern Take Control of Your Health channel, known for its bite-sized information on a wide range of modern health topics. Dr. Stern, thank you so much for being here with me today. Oh, I am thrilled to be here because I absolutely love what you're doing. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, it's been it's been quite the journey, quite the eye-opening experience these last three years. Yes, I understand that. I've been on that journey for a very long time. You know, I often wonder what it's like for people, you know, because I find myself, my my eyes were peeled wide open uh, with COVID for these last three years. And, um, you know, I was very allopathically trained and, and uh, pretty much just you know, always kind of skeptical of, of alternative medicine um, because we're literally brainwashed <laughs> to think that it's somehow harmful. Um, but I often wonder what it's like for, for people like yourself who have been in this realm for decades and who have been dealing with people, you know, um, kind of just writing off your work as quackery. What, what is that like? Because I'm frustrated after only three years of it. So I can't imagine what it's like. You know, especially in the past three years or so, I'm running into that less and less. So yes, maybe when I first started, I had to fight skepticism and that kind of occasionally running into some hostility or people who would claim what the word that you use claim that what I was doing was quackery or write a bad review claiming that you know I was a quack mm -hmm. um, but that doesn't really happen anymore and maybe part of that is just due to the fact that when you're in practice for this long and you're choosing the right patients um, because I do choose you know I choose my patients they come to me and I decide whether or not they're going to be able to follow recommendations and get results. I don't I don't want people wasting money if I don't think that they're going to follow through. So if I'm choosing the right patients and then they're sending me uh, referrals and you know birds of a feather flock together. So over time I, I develop I have developed a wonderful patient base of people who are truly interested in health restoration rather than um, people who are skeptical about it. And um, I have a, a YouTube health channel and it's very rare that I get any negative comments. So I think that more and more people are, um, you know, waking up like you did and being interested in finding ways of keeping themselves healthy rather than having to take pharmaceuticals or you know, preventative measures that they've been taught all their lives would be necessary. Um, and, you know, I think part of it, too, is my own comfort with the whole thing. If I can tell you how I ended up in this field, it might make sense. Absolutely. I know you were inspired really to pursue your career in alternative medicine to, and to become an advocate for natural health. And after years of just struggling with your own health challenges. So let, yes, let's talk about that and how you were able to transform your own life and then go on to assist so many others. Yeah. So I like to start my story as um, 
an embryo or a fetus uh, in my mom's uterus. My, my parents were very unhealthy. Um, they were raised unhealthily on junk food and, um, and they were both heavy smokers. And so my mom was pregnant with me in 1962. So it was before the Surgeon General gave warnings about cigarette smoking being um, dangerous to a developing fetus. So she was a heavy smoker and not just cigarettes. They, they also um, both smoked a lot of marijuana. And my dad was a amphetamine abuser. So the combination of all the exposure I had as a developing fetus to those toxins, as well as terrible food, I was born with what I call a garbage body. And I was sick my whole childhood with um, throat infections, ear infections, bladder infections, always on antibiotics. And I thought this was normal. I thought all kids um, took this medicine, antibiotics and, and babies, uh, baby aspirin, chewable baby aspirin. And um, by the time I was 15, I had a chronic strep throat infection that just would not resolve. They kept putting me on one antibiotic after another and nothing was helping me and I, I was feeling really terrible. Um, and it was summertime. And here I am a teenager, summertime, and I'm so sick, I can't hang out with my friends and have fun. So I got angry. And I came to the conclusion that medical doctors don't know how to um, restore health. And I, I decided that I was going to fix myself. So I was a little bit of a precocious teenager. And I started doing research, and this is back before there was an internet, um, so I actually had to read books. And um, I, I ran into a publication, which is actually still um, in publication today, called Prevention Magazine. It was like, a, it's a, like, a, like an alternative health magazine. It was the only mainstream publication that was alternative back in, this is in the mid seventies. And um, I discovered reading that, that there was a connection between what you eat and the state of your health. So I clearly never knew that. My parents didn't know it. My teachers didn't teach it to me. So I decided to change my diet when I was 15 and I was working as a babysitter at the time. I was living in Manhattan in a big high rise building. There were a lot of kids in the building and I was the building babysitter. And so I was making a dollar an hour, which was good money back then. And I spent all of my money on food. I just eliminated sugar and white flour and preservatives, started to actually eat real food for the first time in my life. And then in my local health food store, I discovered a book called Back to Eden. And that is like, and it was written in the twenties. It's an herbal Bible, every single herb on planet earth and its therapeutic application. And I started buying herbs and making concoctions and drinking them. And uh, long story short, I healed my chronic strep throat infection. And that planted the seed in, in me that maybe one day I would be able to help other people with their health using all natural nutrition and all the things that God grew on planet Earth for us to use for healing. And uh, yeah, so it was... It wasn't a straight path to doing that. I took some twists and turns along the way, but um, I feel like I am 
fulfilling my life's purpose now with helping thousands of people restoring their health naturally and getting them off pharmaceuticals and you know preventing disease from happening yeah that that's so important that and that's really what is fueling me at this point and i you know i was a guest on your show uh, yesterday and we briefly talked about this um, about how you know as an icu nurse a lot of what we would see coming through the doors and it was very depressing to me but we would see so much just devastation disease and despair you know and probably 85 to 90 percent of all of that that we would see come through those doors where it's completely preventable with lifestyle modifications simple changes to diet and exercise you know all of the things that we just don't seem to prioritize, uh, particularly in this country, we don't seem to prioritize uh, health very well. This, this is true, but part of it is because we've been brainwashed, we've been programmed to think of health as you get a symptom, you go to a medical doctor, and you get put on a drug, and yep. then the symptom is suppressed, so you don't experience it anymore, and that means you're healthy. And so that it has to start with redefining what health actually is and how to achieve it. Our whole system, not just the medical system, but the food system, all of it is designed to make us sick. And, you know, from my viewpoint, it looks like there's, you know, there's some um, purpose behind that. Like there is what, how come the food and drug administration of, you know, in the United States are in the same department at the FDA food and drugs why yeah you know you you eat you eat processed garbage which makes you sick and then you need pharmaceuticals there there there's a master plan there and um it's you know I think it's I think it's evil I really do oh absolutely I, I completely agree with you and you know I think that at one time um, like so many other you know Americans have trust in these and the FDA I have lost all trust I believe all of these agencies are captured um, and that there is an evil and sinister plan at hand um, but you know going back to to talking about um, food, like natural food in the diet. We, we have all of this processed food that we're eating. And you had talked yesterday about there are some options out there for people who, you know, may need um, to either get uh, connected with a, a local farm or they can, if they're in a food desert, have something shipped from a farm. And can we talk a little bit about that and, and, and uh, you know, where people can get connected? Absolutely. One of my favorite topics. So, Let's start with the concept that nutrition is the basis of health. And the way I like to explain it, and it's, it's a lot of people don't think about this, but your entire body is made out of cells, every single part of you, your, all your organs, your brain is made out of brain cells, your heart's made out of heart cells, your skin's made out of skin cells, and your cells are always dying. Um, but the reason you're not dead is because you're growing new ones. Now, where does the body get the material it needs to grow the new cells? And the answer is from nutrition. Well, a lot of people don't really think about the function of food in their body. They just don't. It's not something that you learn in, in school, and it's not intuitive. Because especially if you're on a processed garbage food diet, you are addicted to chemicals. And you're not really 
eating for nutrition, you're eating to, you know, fulfill your craving for the addiction that you have. So if the 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 premise that your body is made made out of cells and your and your and food is what gives your body the material it needs to grow healthy cells if you eat garbage you're going to grow garbage cells and one or more of your body parts is not going to work properly i mean it could be any body part right it could be your heart or your brain or your digestive tract or your kidneys any anything can go wrong and then you're not going to feel well and then you're going to end up feeling like, you know, needing drugs or wanting to eat foods to make you feel better. And you're going to just keep getting worse. It's a downward spiral. But when you eat good quality food, you're going to grow good quality cells. And that's how you produce health in the body. So let's talk about the definition or the difference between processed garbage and food. Food is th anything that grows on the ground grows on a tree <clears throat> or has a mother and is minimally processed. So in other words, it's in the, it's as close to the original form that it grew in as possible. So for example, <clears throat> um, things that have a mother, we're talking about things like meat, um, any kind of meat. So whether that's red meat or, or, or poultry or fish, um, even dairy is considered a food that has a mother. And how do you process meat? Well, you cook it, all right? That's a minimal process. It's still going to be more or less in the form that it that it started off at. But if it turns into a chicken nugget, now we don't call that food anymore, right? A bunch of stuff was added to it and it was, you know, cooked in toxic oil, right? So if it's if it's not a food, then it's it's garbage. Um, if it has a label with ingredients, it's, you know, getting to be not food anymore. So the most important thing to know about food labels is food doesn't have labels on them, right? Your meat doesn't have ingredients. That's a great um, point. Yeah. So um, where do you, where can you get the best quality food? So best quality means that if you're eating animal, that the animals are being fed what they're supposed to eat. So commercial farms feed cows grain and cows are not supposed to eat grain. They're supposed to eat grass. Um, commercial farms feed chickens, you know, the soy feed that's um, genetically modified and full of chemicals. And chickens are supposed to eat off the ground mostly as much as they can eat insects. I mean, chickens will eat anything, but, um, you know, so, and, and dairy, dairy is supposed to be consumed straight out of the animal, not pasteurized, not subject to this intense high heat, which denatures the protein in it and kills all the good, you know, flora in it. So, um, to get, and, and then of course there's the whole, um, organic versus not organic. So the definition of organic is that it's not sprayed with toxic pesticides or other chemicals and that the soil is fertilized with natural fertilizer. And it takes, actually, it takes three years to, um, to get a farm 
to be able to call themselves organic, they have to use natural fertilizer for three years. Using natural fertilizer puts the minerals back in the soil. The minerals are what gives the food the nutrition. You know, so the minerals that are in grass, you well, we can't eat grass, but a cow, you know, has more stomachs than a human, so the cow can eat grass, and then you eat the cow, and you get the benefit of the minerals in the grass and the soil and the, you know, all of that. So, so there is a an organization called Farm Match, and they specifically their purpose is specifically to help people find farms that they can eat off of. So they're they're small scale, family run farms with clean, nutrient dense foods. A lot of them will sell raw dairy and um, good quality meats and seasonal vegetables and fruits. And some of them also make breads out of what what we call um, uh, ancient grains. that are still like good quality grain that are that are grown properly. Um, a lot of them have a wide variety of, of different foods. Um, and like you mentioned, if you don't have any of these farms near you, because um, there are some parts of the US that really don't have farms like this, um, they will ship it to you and they, they package it beautifully. They have insulated packaging with dry ice, and um, I eat most of my food from from a farm like this, and I just, you know, I feel terrible when I when I eat like in a restaurant or when I'm not eating at home. I can really feel the difference. The healthier you are and the better you eat, the more you notice when you're eating not not good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that is that is so important. And I love the, the um, ability to support these local farmers as well. I think that's so important. Um, and I, you know, it's, it's, I, I've been trying to t- tell people, you know, we have to start learning how to be self sustainable and to grow our own food. But listen, like, not everybody can do that, right? I'm a city girl. I, I grew up in Boston. <laughs> I don't know the first thing about growing my own food. Um, but I think it's important that we we start learning to do that or we get connected with people uh, like these local farms so what is the website if people are interested in that it's um farmmatch.com so one word farmmatch.com and then forward slash dr corey d-r-c-o-r-i Perfect. Well, and we'll include that in our show notes as well for when this episode goes to podcast so everybody can get connected uh, with that organization. That's definitely something I'm going to look into as well. I think that's fantastic and definitely something uh, that is, is necessary moving forward. So, you know, so many people, we, we talked about just the, the poor diet of the standard American diet is just, it's horrific. And there have been people, and we talked about this yesterday on your show, uh, nurses in particular who are very unhealthy, ironically mm-hmm. enough. Um, there's been studies done that say we are one of the most unhealthiest populations out there, which is very sad. Um, that's something I really aim to change with what we're doing with remnant nursing and changing our environment and all of that. I really want to be able to focus on getting ourselves healthy and well, because we should be a living, breathing example of what we're trying to put out into the world. It's, it doesn't make any sense for me to sit here unhealthy and tell you to, to eat right and do all of these things to change your health. 
Right. You actually should not do that. Um, we, when I train practitioners to um, help patients to restore health. And I, one of the things that we always tell them is you have to walk the walk. Yeah. You have to be a fully compliant patient yourself. You'll never end up with a patient more compliant than you because if you're, let's say you're, you know, eating healthy and you, your lifestyle um, is improved, but you're drinking too much alcohol every night, you're going to make it okay for your patients to do that. You're going to look the other way because you're going to be like, all right, I get it. You know, stress makes, you know, help, wine helps reduce your stress. So um, yeah, I, I get it. And yeah, so everything that you are telling a patient to do you have to do yourself and we actually demonstrate it in my practice we show um patients like we'll do um our own food logs and we'll hang it up on the bulletin board so they can see what we're eating everybody that works for me has to be <laughs> a compliant patient and a role model and that's so challenging. I will say that is challenging. Nurses are not known for being very compliant either. We are probably the worst patients out there. So it is challenging, but I think it's something that we really have to rise to the occasion and, and start again being that living, breathing example of what we want to put out into the world. Um, so that's something, and I, I'd love to talk with you more about that on how maybe you could work with our nurses and, and uh, because a, a lot of us are coming into this and, and, and haven't been living this healthy, clean lifestyle. Um, so if we were to take somebody like myself, for example, you know, I'm 46 years old, um, you know, have not had the best diet, haven't had the best lifestyle practices for somebody like me, um, who, who's really wanting to make that change. Is it possible? Cause I think a lot of people just feel like, well, at this point, it's just the, the damage is done and it's beyond repair. Do you think that that's true or, or what's, what can we do at this point? to 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 get on the road to a healthier lifestyle i have people that start on a health program in their 80s i have a patient right now that's starting at age 90 so i don't think it's ever too late yeah. to improve your health and to repair damage um, how long it takes is going to be dependent on several factors one is how much damage is there two is your own particular capacity for healing everybody heals at a different rate and how quickly you clean up your diet and you know do the things that you need to change but we like to start everybody on what we call a gradient so it's very difficult to go from eating a crap diet where you're addicted to chemicals and sugar to eating a clean diet. You can't really, you know, go from zero to a hundred. Right. So what we do is we start off looking at, well, what's the worst thing that you're eating? What's the, what's the absolute most toxic thing you're eating? Okay. Let's find a way to replace that with something that's better quality. So let's, we'll use an example. Let's say you're addicted to Pepsi and you're drinking you know, 12 Pepsis a week. Well, I'm going to introduce you to this other type of soda that has less bad stuff in it. And it's called Zevia and it's sweetened with erythritol and stevia. And um, I want you to see if you like that. I want you to drink this instead, or 
let's see, maybe you like Pellegrino with lemon in it. So let's see if you can drink only eight Pepsis this week and try to have your the other four drinks with the substitute drink. And then the next week, we're going to cut down on the Pepsi again, and we're going to keep doing that until you are over your addiction. If you just try to quit it, you'll fail. Yeah. You'll feel terrible and you won't be able to stick with it. So we do that with everything, every aspect of what you're eating. We reduce the bad stuff and find substitutes that you like, and then we increase the good stuff. So you're drinking 12 Pepsis a week, but you're also eating, um, you know, organic vegetables every day. Great. So let's make sure you continue doing that. Let's have you cook it this way instead of that way. We just keep tweaking it, tweaking it over time. At the same time, we're going to give you some really good quality nutritional supplements. The supplements I use are made out of food because that's what restores health. And as we're correcting and um, as we're getting rid of nutritional deficiencies in your body, you will feel better. You will have less cravings. You'll have more energy. And so it'll be easier for you to continue cleaning up your diet. And there's, I've never run into anybody that's followed recommendations that didn't get improvement. Yeah, I think that's so important. And it really just speaks to really simple, small changes every day. Um, and, and doing it, like you said, gradually is definitely the way to go. If you go anything, you know, you go all in and then it, you're right. Every, every diet typically fails because people do that. They don't make this the simple, small changes and, and do gradual changes over time. And unfortunately the, the results we see are people getting frustrated and just giving up entirely on, you know, what could be a healthier life for them. And we'll talk more about that after we get back from this break. America Out Loud Talk Radio plays on the iHeartRadio network. You can also listen on our media player from any web browser anywhere in the world. We have the best in-class apps available on Apple, Android, or Alexa 24-7. Great talk radio. All of our shows go to podcast the following day. You can hear them on apps such as Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, iHeart Podcast, and many more. Be sure to subscribe and rate the show on Apple Podcasts for me. Don't forget to check out our online store at americaoutloud.shop, where you can find all of the products that we represent on our network at a discounted rate, including a SIA Redox, which I can personally speak to seeing fantastic results with, including better sleep, increased energy, improved mood, and a decrease in my joint pain. Use promo code OUTLOUD to save 15% on your purchase. I'll catch you on the other side of this break. Stay with us. It's time and day. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system becomes less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. 
Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix RX. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix RX is already famous for a powerful virus-hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Changing the world one person at a time. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. Welcome back to Nurses Out Loud on America Out Loud Talk Radio. I'm your host, Nurse Kimberly Overton. Wherever you're listening from today and whatever you're doing, I thank you for giving me the gifts of your time. Be sure to make AmericaOutloud.news your daily stop for all the latest news and happenings. We all must do our part and share the stories, the articles, the podcasts, and videos so we can help secure America's future. If you're just joining us, I've been talking with chiropractor and alternative health practitioner, Dr. Corey Stern. Let's jump right back in. Dr. Stern, thanks again for being here today. Oh, I am having a great time. Thank you for having me. Oh, absolutely. It's so important This the, you know, what we're talking about uh, nutrition and really getting people back on uh, track to a healthier lifestyle. Um, it's, it's so important. The value in that you know, cannot be uh, overstated. But let's talk more about stress reduction, because I think this is something particularly in the last three years that has become really very challenging for so many. Um, so what are some things, you know, let's talk about that, how stress affects the body and what are some ways that we can combat that? Yeah, this is one of my favorite topics because I'm seeing more and more people struggling with uh, dealing with stress. And, um, and I would consider myself an expert, both personally and professionally. I didn't mention I have a special needs son that lives with me and um, my husband passed away last year and I'm a small, small business owner in New York City. I travel around the country teaching other practitioners. I have my YouTube health channel. It's, it's a lot. And um, I feel like if I didn't know how to manage stress properly, I, I would be probably not functional right now. So 
the first thing I want to talk about is that stress is a normal part of life and it actually never goes away. Um, it changes form, it changes intensity, but it's always there. And a lot of people think, oh, if only, you know, this would change. If only, you know, once my kids grow up and leave home, I'll have less stress. Or if I get a better job, I'll have less stress. And then, you know, that all might be true, but then something else is going to come along. Um, so the, there are two key things to keep in mind when you're thinking about how to handle stress better. One is changing your perception about it. So my example is jumping out of an airplane. You take two people that are going to jump out of an airplane and one thinks it's so much fun and the other one is terrified. So the event itself, jumping out of the airplane, is not stressful. It is your perception of the event. So I've had to help many people change their perception of what's going on in their life so that they can not keep reacting over and over again. The other part to keep in mind is that stress causes nutritional deficiencies. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that in a moment. But when you are chronically stressed, you will, you will develop health issues. So my favorite example is, let's say you're about to uh, cross the street and it looks like you're, it's all clear and you're heading across the street and out of nowhere, this car comes speeding down the road and you have to run to get out of the way and you were almost run over. You're going to have a stress response to that and that's normal. That, that's your body's way of surviving and that's called the fight or flight response. So all of your body systems kick on into high gear and your adrenaline starts pumping and then your, your heart is going faster, which actually allows you to run because you're having more oxygen distributed to your extremities and your pupils dilate and your digestion and your um, you know, bowels and bladder kind of stop working for a minute because you don't need, you don't need those functions right now. And um, okay, you made it across the street, you're okay. Everything should calm down. Your body system should go back to normal. But now let's say later on that night, you're laying in bed and suddenly the memory of almost getting hit by a car comes back to you. Your body goes right back into that fight or flight response. But at, at this point, you're not in any danger. But your body doesn't know that, right? So just thinking about stressful events can turn on a stress response. And, but you don't need it at that time. You don't need to survive because you're safe in bed. You know, a lot of people end up in this state chronically. They're in this chronic state of, of um, a, a stress response. And when that happens, you will find yourself with maybe high blood pressure or um, headaches or muscle pain. Um, you know, you, you'll start to develop health problems because it is not normal for the physical body to be in that state all the time. So that's where becoming aware of your responses is very helpful and trying to do some techniques like if taking deep breaths actually will shut off the stress response and turn on the relaxation response. So you can trick your body into thinking that you're not stressed 
even when you really are like you're thinking stressful thoughts, but your body doesn't have to react stressfully. So I teach people to do that as a very basic thing, just, you know, as a starting point, take some deep breaths when you become aware that you're having a stress response to help shut it off. You need to do at least three deep breaths to turn on the, uh, the relaxation part of the nervous system. Now, the other part of this, as I mentioned, is nutritional deficiency. So when you're having a stress response and, you're, and you're, all your body systems kick into high gear, they are needing and using more minerals. So let's just talk about minerals for a minute because a lot of people know that they need minerals and they can name some minerals, but they don't really understand fully what minerals do. And most people don't really know what what nutrition does in your body, but minerals, okay, so there's a lot of them that you need. The most common ones that people think of are calcium and magnesium and iron and zinc and iodine. And there's there are so many minerals that your body requires to function properly. Minerals, we I like to call them the the key that turns the motor on. So in other words, your thyroid can't make thyroid hormone without iodine. Your pituitary can't make pituitary hormone without manganese. Um, Your immune system actually uses calcium. Calcium is more than just something for your bones. It's a signaling agent. It, it, It mediates a lot of different systems in your body. So all of these minerals are critically important for your body to function well. When you're under stress, the body uses more of them. If you're not eating a nutrient-dense diet that's rich in minerals, you're going to end up with mineral deficiency. And when you have mineral deficiency, you're going to become symptomatic. The most common symptoms of mineral deficiency are anxiety, uh, depression, insomnia, like it kind of hits your brain first. And then it will cascade down to it can end up causing any problems, thyroid issues, um, your adrenal glands, which produce adrenaline will become deficient, um, and all your body systems will start suffering. So one of the best things to do if you're suffering from chronic stress is to take some really good quality minerals. And by good quality, I mean, minerals supplements that are made out of food because that's what your body is going to be able to process best so my favorite one i use i use um supplements from a company called standard process it is the oldest nutritional supplement company in the united states it was founded in the 1920s by a dentist who kind of came to the conclusion that processed food was causing people to get sick So he made these supplements out of food in order to correct the nutritional deficiencies that people were starting to have. And um, there's a stress mineral that they make called Minchex. So Minchex is, I I affectionately refer to it as Chilchex. So it is just all the minerals that you need to help your nervous system handle stress. So especially if you're chronically stressed and you have what we call an upregulated nervous system, you're very reactive, you're 
nervous all the time. You have um, symptoms like anxiety or insomnia, anything like that. Min checks to the rescue. It's also really good to help with grief. So when you're when you have suffered a loss, no matter what the loss is, whether it's um, you lost a somebody close to you, or you lost a job, or even something like your your kid went away to college and you're having empty nest syndrome. Um, grief also drains your body of minerals and Minchex is so helpful. And I have so many patients on it right now, um, which <clears throat> just, you know, demonstrates how many people are really struggling with stress. I've been taking it myself for years. I, I wouldn't want to try living my life without it. That's amazing. I'm going to have to really look into that um, as I think it would be perfect for me. I, I think I live in constant uh, flight, fight or flight. So it's particularly these last three years and also suffering a loss recently. Um, so I think that that would, would be something that I could greatly benefit from. So we'll definitely be researching that. Is there a website that um, our listeners can go to to learn more? Yeah, actually, my website, drcorey.com, and then click on <clears throat> shop, shop standard process supplements. And uh, you'll, you can find Minchucks there as, as well as many other really good quality um, food-based supplements. And that's mostly, mostly what I use. And I, I do, I want to say, do take a lot of them. I'm 60, but um, most people think I'm a lot younger. I was going to say, able- I didn't, I wouldn't <laughs> believe that. <laughs> yeah. And I'm able to handle this crazy lifestyle that I have. And, um, you know, I feel good about taking food-based supplements because it's just like adding food to a good diet. It's it, you're supplementing your diet with, you know, specific nutrients that you may be deficient in or having a hard time getting into your body. Um, so yeah. And my dogs are on these supplements. My, my special needs son takes them, um, all my staff, my, my patients. And I, I just think that people also don't understand that, you know, most supplements, especially ones that you're going to just go into a store and buy are synthetic. They're made, they're, they're not made out of what your body is made out of. So yeah. it's important to understand the quality. I actually have a video about it on my channel called Are Your Nutritional Supplements Worth Your Money or something like that, where we discuss the difference between synthetic and food-based supplements. That would be very interesting. We'll definitely try to find a link for that to include in the show notes as well. And it's so important. I think, what is the the recommendation now for like fruits and vegetables? And it's like nine servings a day of fruits and vegetables. I, I don't even think about having the time to sit down and eat anything nine times a day. So I think that the supplementation is very important um, for many of us that are just too busy to to be able to have nine servings of anything. Yes, and keeping in mind that unless you're getting your food from a farm that has, you know, g- really good quality soil, is there how much nutrition is there really in your food, right? So if you take, let's say, an orange from 100 years ago, there probably was 100 grams of vitamin C in it, but that's not true anymore. So 
Um, yeah, it is hard to get all your nutrients from your food these days. Um, and additionally, uh, you, well, what foods you actually need may not be what you've been taught. So that's, that's a whole other conversation. Right. <laughs> that That's so true. And I think, so with, with what you're doing, you know, I think a lot of people, need a you know some of some of us i'm not going to say not me too but I, a lot of us need a lot of hand holding because like i need you to tell me exactly what to eat is that mm -hmm. something that you do like you do a whole diet plan and you're just like yes. have this for breakfast have this for lunch i need that in my life i need structure like you wouldn't believe yeah well you need what you need is education so that you can figure out the right things to eat, but different people need different amounts of hand holding. So yeah, we always start with what you're eating now. And we start to um, make some like we talked about earlier, make some gradient changes in it. But yeah, there are people that are just like, I have no idea what to eat. But if I tell you, like, I'll give you um, a handout or a video to watch it. These are the good fats, you should get as much of this as you can into your into your diet. These are, you know, th this, these proteins are good for you. Avoid these carbs, but you can eat these. And then you can start to put together meals that you actually enjoy eating and knowing that you're eating the thing that's right for your body. But um, yeah, but you know, different bodies do well on different kinds of eating plans. So it has to be very specific for each individual. Some people um, don't feel well when they eat red meat. Some people don't feel well when they eat chicken. Some people hate fish, you know, so you have to start with what does this body do well on? What do you enjoy eating? And then make sure that, you know, your choices are the best quality. Um, one of the topics that people are really confused about is, um, fat people, have wrong information about fat. So I have so many videos about it. Fat and cholesterol. People have a lot of misinformation about those two things. And just so you know, your brain is mostly fat and cholesterol. Yep. So you have to make sure that, that you're getting that you're getting enough of it and the right kind. Exactly, exactly. I think people don't understand that uh, cholesterol actually plays a really, really important role in our health. Um, and I have my misgivings about statins. I always have. It's not a, a drug that it's a drug that I have uh, never been a fan of. Yeah, it's it's a pretty horrible drug, and there's no evidence yeah. that statins actually um, increase longevity, and they, it damages the liver. And cholesterol, you know, your hormones are made out of cholesterol. So, and as I said, your brain needs it. So people that have cholesterol that is too low will end up with hormonal imbalances and uh, sometimes dementia. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I think that that's something that people don't, uh, don't think about often enough and it's because they're not educated, you know, and right. As nurses, we, we need to be educating um, our our clients. That's what we're aiming to do with, with remnant nursing and why I make sure every one of our nurses is uh, trained in functional medicine practices and these more holistic modalities because unfortunately the allopathic system only trains us to recommend medications. That's about it. <laughs> that is unfortunately about it. Um, and there's very little focus on nutrition. There's very little focus on exercise other than saying, you know, you should change your diet 
and actually I'll give you a perfect example. My, my father, um, was, you know, just had gone in and they were talking to him about his, his numbers indicated that he was pre-diabetic and, um, his practitioner said, you've really got to change your diet and your lifestyle. And that was it. She didn't provide any other guidance on how he might do that. Um, so I think that's what's what's missing is that educational component. And as nurses, we're natural educators, and that's what we should really be focusing on. Um, we can't. It's, it's not enough to just say you need to make changes. We have to help people understand what those changes are and how they can implement them in their life. Yes, because people do have trouble implementing and you do have to do some hand-holding with many people. I think it's amazing that, um, that that doctor even said you have to change your lifestyle because I hear story after story of um, patient being told they're pre-diabetic and you're going on this medication and that's it. And oh, a well, lot they did of say that. <laughs> they did say that. Well, <laughs> but, but a lot of diabetics end up thinking, well, as long as I take this drug, I can just eat whatever I want because they were never told that you should change your diet even without the information about how to do it. They just, you know, I see diabetics all the time just eating what they want and then, and then injecting more insulin to, you know, handle the rise in sugar. And people don't understand that diabetes is, um, it's, it's a deadly disease and it will, it will destroy your body. And so many people are now diabetics so many and they don't they don't understand. I said I used to work in the uh, CVIC so I did a lot of vascular nursing um, I wound the amputations diabetic mm-hmm. amputations so I saw a lot of that and I can remember having a patient that was in there for their second amputation of their foot um, from mm-hmm. diabetic wounds and mm-hmm. this patient had a two liter of Mountain Dew mm-hmm. on the windowsill in the room and I'm trying to educate, you know, and at some point you, you try to give the education, but at, at what point, um, you know, some people are just never going to accept it, I guess, you know, if, if that becomes their reality that they're about to have their second limb amputated and they're still not motivated to make those necessary changes. And I guess that's where autonomy comes in. And as long as we've provided the information and the education, you know, that uh, as many, in many cases is all we can do, but at least we are doing that. That is absolutely necessary. We've got to be providing the information and education to people. Yes, correct. A hundred percent. And not everybody wants to be healthy, believe it or not. There are people that would rather just take drugs and have surgeries and I know people that enjoy being in the hospital because they're getting waited on and they, you know, feel special. And I have that talk with patients all the time, especially my older patients, you know, who are, let's say, for example, diabetic and not cleaning up their diet and still eating sugar. And I ask them, you know, how do you want to live the rest of your life? Do you want to be as healthy as possible, but you have to sacrifice some, find other things to eat? ways of enjoying your life and having pleasure? Or do you just want to eat whatever you want? And whatever happens, happens, you know, that that's your decision. So think it over, come back to me, let me know what you decide. And I've had a couple of people say, you know what, I just want to eat whatever I want. And just whatever happens, happens. And if I die, I die. Um, And then I dismiss them from care because I don't want to take their money you know, but, but then I have plenty of people that are like, yeah, you're right. I'm going to stop doing that. And, you know, I want to stay around for my grandchildren. I want to live as long as I can and be independent. So 
it is, you know, there are people who will say, yeah, I'll just die. And that those are people you, you can't help, but yeah, you always give them what the information they need and make sure they understand that it's their decision. Yeah. And that's, you know, like I said, that that's autonomy and that is what, mm-hmm. as nurses, that's what we do. We support mm-hmm. people's decisions for, to make informed decisions on their health care. You know, whether we believe that's the best decision for them or not, it's not for us to say. All that we are to do is provide them information, give them guidance if they, and give them help if they choose it. Um, if they don't, if they don't want to implement that in their life, that is their choice. And, and we mm-hmm. support that as nurses. And that yes. is so important. Yes. I, I think this has been an absolutely amazing conversation. I wish that we had more time. I can't believe how quickly the time went by. Um, and I'd love to have you back on uh, again, because I think there is just sure. a vast array of topics that we can cover that would be so beneficial for our listeners. So thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. Thank you. It was my pleasure. Absolutely. And that's all the time that we have for today, friends. But remember, we are here on the air five days a week, Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern with a different nurse host daily. You can also catch the encore at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Please be sure to tune in and listen to myself and my amazing sister nurses. As we walk you through all of these hot topics, we will empower you with information and education. We will advocate and we will stand in the gap for you because we are nurses and this is what we do. I'm your host, Nurse Kimberly Overton, and you can find me here every Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern. Until next time, be safe, be well, and God bless. Tune in tomorrow at 10 a.m. Eastern as I hand off the baton to Nurse Michelle. We are in a war for truth. We are putting out a bounty on the real misinformation and exposing the purveyors of propaganda. No topic is off limits as we shine our lights and expose the darkness. It's time.